guys, it's Tim, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Friday, and tonight was Friday Night Smackdown. As far as tonight's Friday Night Smackdown does go, I thought tonight's show was good, but I wouldn't call it great for the simple fact that I felt like it was a really good show that didn't have a lot happening, if that makes a lot of sense. Like, we got the good main event. We got Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio set up for um, Crown Jewel. Speaking of the main event, we got Bianca Belair back on the show. But then all the in-between stuff was kind of like, okay, there's tension between the GMs. I like that as well. But there's just something that felt, I wouldn't, I I don't want to say something felt off, but it just felt like a show that was pretty dang good. But it didn't have, there was... Something was missing as far as substance goes. If that makes a lot of sense. There's just something missing from this show that put it over the top. It's like, this was a really, really good SmackDown. Now, as I say, this was a really good SmackDown. This was a good SmackDown. But it didn't feel like it was a SmackDown of major importance. Or a, if you missed it, you should really go back and watch it. I think that's... The key phrase right there. I wouldn't say if you missed it, you really need to go back and watch it. There have been SmackDowns and Raws recently where I'm like, oh, you need to go back and watch this. But this one's kind of just like, listen to my review and you'll know what happened, if that makes a lot of sense. Also, uh, Fonzie's question in the YouTube chat says, early thoughts on Spider-Man 2. Woo, I love it. We streamed eight hours of the game last night. We're streaming more right after this. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy, buddy. Oh, my God. So, the I'm eight hours into the game. Maybe a little less than eight. Maybe like seven and a half, eight-ish. Right in that range. And so far, there have been two. We're playing. We're playing. What the hell just happened? Two of those moments. Where we're playing. We're fighting. We're in, in the moment. You know, there's... Beating up a bunch of bad guys, and then all of a sudden something happens, and you sit up and go, no way that that just happened. They did not just do that, and I'm not going to say anything spoiler-wise. But if you like Spider-Man, and you like Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PS4, this is just more of that in the best way possible. More of that in the best way possible. So let me move this camera up a little. cutting my head off. So yeah, if you were a fan... Of either of the previous games, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, you'll be a fan of this one. It's more of the same, but better. There's noticeable upgrades, basically way more uh, suits, and a lot of the suits have color variants. So it's not like, oh, you have the classic suit, and there you go. You have the classic suit in four different colors. You have the Miles suit in four different colors. My Miles is wearing red, white, and blue. Blue from the feet to about here. There's a white V with the white logo and then red. It's such a fucking dope uh, dope skin. Such a cool suit. Well, Spider-Man 2, so far we're roughly at seven and a half to eight hours in the game. I love it. There was a couple times last night where I'm like, I'm getting tired. I might stop. And then something happens and I go, I just got re-energized for the story and oh my God, I need to keep going. Oh my God, oh my God. So we will be playing more Spider-Man 2 directly following this stream, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy buddy at game rocks. 
But with that, we gotta get the housekeeping out of the way. I wanna say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. With that, remember you can help support the channel in a number of different ways. If you're watching here on Twitch, hit that donate button down below or donate Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, it doesn't just have to be your Amazon Prime account. It can be anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, anybody's. You just take that Amazon, you take that Prime, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom. No, you take that Amazon Prime, you take that Twitch, you link them together, and your Prime Gaming. Also remember, head over to YouTube, hit that Join button, and become a channel member. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, use this code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Right now, they do have their Halloween 2023 sale going on. Go check that out. Free games right now, Eternal Threads, and The Evil Within. Then next week, you'll get Tandem, A Tale of Shadows, and The Evil Within 2. We'll claim the evil within one this week. Claim the evil within two next week. Um, Tyreek says, what edition did you get? Digital Deluxe. I'm like, Why, might as well spend the extra $10. You get some extra costumes and suits. You get some extra skill points and stuff. But it doesn't matter if you get just the base with nothing extra. Or you get the Digital Deluxe. Because if you're gonna be honest the digital deluxe really doesn't give you anything there's no difference game way game play wise you get like two extra skill points to upgrade some skills early on which you can just get by playing pretty quickly so do i regret spending the extra ten dollars on the digital deluxe maybe a little bit because it I, i'm not going to use the skins that they give you the the costumes they're like renaissance old school Oh, Assassin's Creed looking skins. But regardless, it's Spider-Man. It's great. It's awesome. Go play it or watch somebody play it. Like me in just a little bit. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. But with that, we got SmackDown to talk about. Like I said, a really good show. But not a show where I would say you need to go back and watch it. It was so good you need to see this. It was so good you need to see that. If you like Bianca Belair and want to see her take a couple people down in like 45 seconds to a minute, sure, go see the very end of the show. But other than that, so the show opens up and Paul Heyman is in the ring. Well, actually, the show opens up and they run down the card for the show first. Kevin Patrick, Corey Graves, and Michael Cole. Then... Paul Heyman is in the ring. Heyman recalled what Jimmy Uso did on Monday Night Raw. Heyman said Jimmy single-handedly cost Jay and Cody the tag team titles. Heyman Heyman said 
Um, Heyman noted that the Los Angeles Times broke a story earlier today that Roman Reigns will face L.A. Knight for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship at Crown Jewel. The match is official. Heyman said that he's just like everyone there, outside of the fact that he dresses better and makes more money than everybody else. Heyman said, they all have in common is they are all fans of Knight. And the crowd went, yeah. Um, Heyman was telling the crowd not to do that when he talks. Heyman said Crown Jewel will be the last time everyone will see Knight inside of the ring. Heyman said the Knight will get smashed at Crown Jewel by Roman Reigns. And on cue, L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight comes down to the ring and just kills it. Was freaking great. I've been saying for years. Why doesn't WWE sign God dang Eli Drake? He is everything they want. Charisma out the yin-yang. Super great talker. Good-looking guy. Gets it done in the ring. Not going to say he's a great wrestler or anything. He's not the best pro wrestler. Bell the belt. No. But he knows what to do to keep the, the crowd engaged in his matches and get them into his matches, if that makes sense. I'm so happy this guy's getting his flowers now. I'm so happy this guy is getting the recognition he's deserved for so long. Again, I've said for I don't know how many years, out of everybody, and this was before AEW, not signed to WWE, why ain't this guy signed? This guy just felt like everything Vince likes in a wrestler. Everything in a Vince pro wrestler. Good looking. Great on the mic. Super heavy, high charisma. Get it done in the ring. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I said all Heyman has been doing is making, quote, a whole lot of damn noise. Knight said that Heyman can take a walk because he needed Reigns' ass out there. And then Norman didn't come out because Roman's not there. So, it's super funny. So, so my roommate comes in, right? And we were talking about something I don't remember. And I'm like, oh, hey. So, uh, Paul Heyman dyed his hair. He's like, what do you mean Paul Heyman dyed his hair? I was like, well, the story is that when Roman Reigns was gone, Heyman was stressing himself out trying to keep the bloodline intact, trying to keep Jimmy Uso in line and Solo doing this and that and da 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 that he let his hair go gray. And now it, Roman's back. Things have calmed down for him. He's died it. He's not gray. Well, Heyman gets the, tries to leave the ring. And Elena goes, whoa, 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 wait. Step one foot out of that ring. And I'll knock you so hard, your head turns back gray. Or something like that. And I was like, what did I just say? What we were just talking about is gray hair. <laughs> so, um, Knight called Heyman out for his threats. Knight asked Heyman what Reigns was going to do to him. But when Heyman tried to talk, Knight told Heyman to shut up. Heyman tried to leave the ring again. That's when Knight said he was going to smack the gray on him. Knight then stopped him. He was like, get back in the ring now. Knight asked Heyman if Heyman said the spear last week was a warning. Um, Knight that if anyone takes a shot at him, they better put Knight down for good. 
Excuse me. And I said he can't be stopped. He won't be stopped, and he will not stop until he puts Roman Reigns down and wins the Universal Championship. And I said the Reigns should be scared. And I said for the for as fast as he's risen here in WWE, it'll be just as fast for him to take the title off of Roman. So it's like, I like LA Knight. I love LA Knight. Huge LA Knight fan. To the point where I was shitting on the name when he first came into NXT. He's just LA Knight. He's just LA Knight. The name is fine, whatever. I thought it was the dumbest name when he first came in. But now he's just LA Knight and it's whatever. It's cool. It's great. Would he be better as Eli Drake? Yeah. Would he be better as Sean Richter? Yeah. But he's just LA Knight. Yeah. So, Nice said that next week, there'll be a contract signing. And it'll take place between he and Roman. And I told Heyman that he better make sure when he talks to Reigns, he better tell Reigns whose game it is. It's LA Knight's game. Knight then slammed the microphone into Heyman's chest and walked out of the ring. Also, just to let you guys know, SmackDown is on FS1 next week due to baseball. Due to the baseball game. So yeah, great opening segment. LA Knight killed it. Probably one of his better promos in WWE. He was just, like, he's always smooth, great, and fluid. We've seen sometimes where he gets a little flustered, where he fumbles a word or two here and there. But no, this one tonight, oh my God, was he just on point for the entire thing. He was just, he was perfection in this promo. Like, this promo from LA Knight, I don't think could have been much, if any, better. Then this is the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley backstage, warming up. Then Santos Escobar comes out for his match. We had Montez Ford versus Santos Escobar in a nine-minute match that was just fine with a dumb finish. Just fine with a dumb finish. The match starts in the two lockup. Ford had control early behind some kicks and aggressive elbows. Ford landed a nice-looking uh, drop kick and taunted the crowd. Also, before this, hold on. I want to mention the entrance. Are they doing, like, a fighter's gimmick with these guys? Where they're not doing, like, a normal pro wrestler entrance where they just walk down to the ring and whatever? It's like they're coming out. They're getting acknowledged by their corner men. And then they're getting down and into the ring. It's kind of like in UFC. You walk out. You go down to the cut man or whatever you want to call him. I think it's the cut man. And the referee. They check you. Make sure you ain't got nothing on you. They Vaseline you up really fast. You look at your crew. You go, thanks, hug, high five. Thanks, hug, high five. Then get in the octagon. Well, that's what this entrance from the Street Profits and Bobby felt like. Where Ford comes out. He's all hyping himself up. He's hyping himself up. Dawkins, Dawkins, Bobby, hug, this, that, and then they go. So, and then the music just doesn't fit for it. They need new music if they're going to do something like that, though. The Street Profits music, I don't feel fits for that. But back to the match. Ford hit a, a high-standing frog splash for a two. Escobar then got back to his feet and worked his way back. But Ford... Kicked Escobar in the head as Escobar has perched, was perched on the top rope. That then sent Escobar to the outside and it sent us to a commercial break. 
Back from the commercial break, Ford had control. Lashley was shown watching the match from backstage. Ford went for some type of springboard move off the second rope. And it kind of sort of looked like a modified bulldog, but it was sort of kind of not really, I don't know. Either way, it kept Ford on the offense. Escobar ultimately did fire back with a super kick and forced Ford to the outside. Escobar landed a dive and a rolling Ford and rolled Ford back into the ring. Escobar then went to the top for a high cross and got a two off of it. Um, Escobar then hit a double knee and a set up for the Phantom Driver, but Ford got out of it and hit and went to the top rope himself, but Escobar cut him off and landed the top rope Frankensteiner. Dawkins then pulled Ford to the outside, and Escobar went for a splash and kind of got half of it. Either way, the ref's back was turned. Dawkins then ran Escobar into the ring post. Factions all started to fight on the outside, complete with Escobar getting his revenge on Dawkins. As a result, Escobar rolled back into the ring, and he and Ford started to go at it. Ford then rolled Escobar up and got the pin. So there we go. Montez Ford does get the win here against um, Santos Escobar. Then immediately after the match, they're putting the boots to him as far as the Street Profits do go. And out comes um, Carlito to make the save. Carlito breaks up the big brawl, and there we go. There we go. Interesting Ray didn't come out with the LWO, but whatever. Also, Carlito wearing an LWO shirt. So confirms Carlito is part of the LWO. I think. Seems like it. Damage control shown backstage. They're hyping up EO. And they have these super dope new shirts. Hold on. I want to pull these up on screen. I want one of these. These are really, 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 really cool. Let me see. Um, let's see. Um, I know Bailey posted a photo of it here. Here we go. These new shirts are super cool. They give me like Street Fighter vibes. Pull these up on the screen. These cool new uh, damage control shirts. And it's like OG damage control. So I don't know if they're new or not. Because this is what they look like and we're wearing when they returned SummerSlam 2021. 22, 21, I think it was 21. What did they return? 22, 21, I can't remember now. Everything's a blur from the pandemic and whatnot. But yeah, because that's the exact gear and haircut Bailey had when she returned. Shorter than it is now. He, um, EO doesn't look much different at all, but Dakota's hair is different. So I think this is a really, really, really cool shirt. Moving forward with the LWO, we're shown backstage. They were interrupted by Rey Mysterio and Zelina Vega. Mysterio said that he was going to take care of business. Vega said, or asked Ray if he wanted the rest of them to have his back. And he said, thanks, but uh, no thanks. He'd rather go do this alone as far as the Logan Paul stuff. up the microphone it's like dripping down on me i don't know if you guys can notice on the camera but it's like slowly lowering on me so let's tighten it back up and hopefully that helps we got highlights of last week's pretty deadly match a vignette was shown and it featured pretty deadly getting spa treatments uh and then well brawling brute showed up and attacked pretty deadly during the spa treatment 
Bridge Holland finished it by telling Bush that they gotta go grab a pint. Backstage, Jimmy Uso, Heyman, and Solo were sitting together. Jimmy said that he was the starting quarterback this past week at Raw, even though Reigns called the play. Uso celebrated in the camera, cut to John Cena showing up and walking backstage at the building. So, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Kind of awkward that they're talking. Well, no, it made sense for what happened later, actually. So awkward in the moment where it's like, why is it just all of a sudden cutting to Cena? It kind of felt like abrupt, too. But then for what happens later, I guess it makes sense. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Which is right now. John Cena comes out and says that San Antonio was a sellout. Legit. No seats available for this show. Um, Cena then said that he was fired up and the fans started saying, thank you, Cena. Cena thanked the crowd and said, no, I need to thank you. And then Cena said, Tonight's, today's been a rough day. I got some hard truth thrown at me. Cena said that he felt that he should be honest with everybody. Cena said, you know, Roman Reigns has got a big, big streak. Or 1,100 days as a champion. Well, I was informed today that I got a big streak too. 2,002 days since I last won a televised singles match. Cena said that his last singles win actually came in 2018. No, he said his last win actually came in 2018. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. He's getting a big win coming up soon. Or someone's going to beat him. And they're going to be like, ah, beat John Cena. But then it's not going to mean much. So, I don't know. I thought Cena was going to say something like 2,002 days since he's been a champion and he wanted to challenge for a belt or something. I don't know. I didn't, I don't know where this was going. He just wants a win. Or he actually, he just wants to kick some ass. Cena then said that the word retirement has been floating around and it has been talked about. Cena said that it was time to face the facts. Cena reiterated that it's been a long time since he had a win. The crowd then chanted, you still got it. You still got it. Cena then said, and I quote, Damn it! I believe in me! I believe in you! I believe in us! And he got fired up. He then said, In beauty, in the beauty, that is all this madness. Next person that comes down to this ring, they're gonna get smoked! He was ready to fight. He actually said, The next idiot that walks through that curtain is gonna get smoked. And I'm like, oh, okay, who's coming out? Who's going to get a big, big rub from John Cena? I'm thinking brand new NXT star. This is John Cena being Kurt Angle to John Cena in, 20, in 2002. Remember that? I think it was 2002, 2003, 2002. When Kurt Angle said, I want anybody to come out here and try to fight me. And then Cena came out. And introduced himself to the world. I thought this was going to be the new version of that with John and an NXT talent. But no. Nope. Not at all. It was just Solo. It was just Solo Sokoa. And it really sucks when I say it was just Solo. Like, I like Solo a lot. I think Solo is fantastic in the role that he plays as the heavy, the muscle, the enforcer. 
Unless this is leading to John Cena versus Solo, a crown jewel. What the hell? What is this? Oh, it was a, it was a way to get Jey Uso on the show. That's what it was. Solo Sokoa comes down, and him and Cena start brawling in the ring. Jimmy Uso then runs out and attacks Cena as well. All of a sudden, someone shows up in all black, hood on and everything, and we're like, who is this? Who is, it, uh, it can't be. And it was Jey Uso. And I'm like, friends split my ass. He starts fighting with Jimmy. They break him up, and there we go. John gives Solo an attitude adjustment in the ring and poses, leaving Solo down. And then he gets out and leaves with, the, with Jimmy. Like, what the what, what? There was nothing to this. There was no significance to this. What was this for? We don't know. Maybe we'll know next week. Maybe it is leading to Solo versus John Cena one-on-one at Crown Jewel. I don't know. But it was just like, ah, this wasn't. Uh. This segment started strong with Cena doing, going like, I need a big win. I haven't won on TV in 2002 days and this and that. And then it just ended up a bloodline brawl. It just ended up another random-ass bloodline brawl. So, Alpha Fire, Isla Dawn are coming back. They're brewing up some stuff in a cauldron. Witch's brew is crafting. And they're coming back soon. Uh, Kevin Patrick then threw it to a video package of the tag title match that main evented Raw this past week. Then we go to the back, and it's SmackDown General Manager Nick Aldis, Jey Uso, and Security. Aldis, being the authority figure that he is, is telling Jay that he can't be here. He's not a SmackDown superstar, and he was not invited to be on the show, so he is not just going to crash Aldis's show. He tells me, you will be fined for doing this, and then Adam Pierce shows up. Adam Pierce is there and goes, hmm, I knew something was going to happen, and you may need some help, so I thought I'd be here. And I'm like, what the, what? So now Adam Pierce is going to play the dick Opposite of Nick Aldis's, I just want to be respected GM. The, I've been doing this for three years. I know how this goes. I can do it better than you, guy. I don't know about that one. This is a little weird. But there's already heat, tension between the two general managers. Adam Pierce was like, okay, yeah. Find him, whatever. But then you need to do the same thing to Jimmy. Because Jimmy showed up on Raw. And nothing happened to him. And Nick goes, what's your show? You take care of it. If something happens on my show, I'll take care of it. Which is not wrong. So did Adam find Jimmy? We don't know. He then says that he wants Jay escorted out of the building. Pierce kind of starts to argue with him for a moment. He goes, yeah, take him too. And he's like, really? You're going to kick me out too? And Aldis said, yes. And Pierce was like, but the games begin. So we're getting Team Raw versus Team SmackDown Survivor Series. It's blatantly obvious. And what needs to happen, what needs to happen, in my opinion, is Aldis needs to pull a Shane McMahon, put himself on the team. Put himself on the team and show the crowd, show the WWE audience what you could do. Be like, I'm Nick Aldis. I can run my own show, but I can also run my own team, and be the captain of my own team. Now, I don't think Adam Pearson can go out there and be in the match either as well. 
but I would say put Nick Aldis in that match. If they're doing Team SmackDown versus Team uh, Raw at Survivor Series, which it seems like they're doing with the whole the GM's got tension thing, what show is better, who's the better general manager, who runs their brand better, I want Nick Aldis. If it's five on five, I want Nick Aldis on that SmackDown team. And I'm going to do something really fast. We're going to go look at the WWE roster. I want to quickly go through this and just see who maybe could be on each team. Let's go roster. Duplicate. Go SmackDown. Go Raw. Throw this up on the screen. So the Raw roster. Not quite 100% right because like Garza's on SmackDown or NXT, but say we need five. Say we need five. Bronson Reed. Oh boy, yes. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Mm, maybe. Let's see. Bronson Reed. Chad Gable. Good Chad Gable. Um, Jey Uso. Uh, Ricochet. We need one more. We need one more. Sami Zayn. So I would say Bronson Reed, Chad Gable, Jey Uso, Ricochet, Sami Zayn for Team Raw. Then we look at SmackDown. Of course, Nick Aldis. I'm putting on that team. Nick Aldis. Uh, Dragon Lee. Jimmy Uso. That way we get Uso versus Uso, but it's not a singles match. Kevin Owens. So then Kevin and Sammy have to be against each other. That's a little wrinkle there. And who would that last member be? Maybe Sheamus? But we haven't seen Sheamus in a while. I don't know what's really going on with old Shamo. Oh. We need to save this really fast. We've got our first uh, Nick Aldis WWE render. We need to save this really fast. Yes, please. Save image as. Okay, anyways, back to it. Oh, no, this just refreshed me to all current wrestlers. Uh, Hold on. Go to SmackDown. All right. So I would say, oh, okay. Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Dragon Lee. Jimmy Uso, Kevin Owens. Who am I missing? Who did I say originally that I didn't say? I feel like I was somebody I said that I should. Austin Theory. Jimmy, Kevin. Missing somebody that I just said a minute ago. I had four, and I only have three for some reason. 
Theory. Owens, Dragon Lee. Who am I missing? Grayson Waller, maybe you could throw on there. Bobby Lashley, maybe you could throw on. Oh, Aldis. Aldis. Theory. Dragon Lee. Kevin Owens. Who the hell am I missing again? Jimmy Uso. There you go. There's your five. We'll see. We'll see how it all goes. But I, I would for sure want to put um, Nick Aldis on that team. Also, I think Nick Aldis being the GM is the way to slowly get him into being a wrestler in WWE. Maybe once he's allowed to be on television, something happens, and Nick Aldis's job is stolen by William Regal or something. I would love to see William Regal as a SmackDown general manager. How cool would that be? Sean's running NXT. He ain't going back down there. So give us William Regal running SmackDown every week. And Pierce running Raw. And then Nick Aldis can be a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A, pro, a wrestler on the roster. And still work as a producer backstage. Doesn't have to be a full-time wrestler. Work periodically here and there and whatnot. So then we got Rey Mysterio and Logan Paul. Logan Paul is obsessed with the U.S. title. Just kind of out of nowhere. And Paul is supposed to be the heel. So, yeah. Excuse me. Paul said six days ago he was in England, quote, beating the living daylights out of a scumbag. Paul said that he won his fight. Paul said that it was a pathetic excuse for a fight. Very so, because Dylan Dennis, what the hell was all that? He tried for a takedown and what? Paul said that he should have known if he wanted a real comp- if he wanted a real competition, he could have just been here in WWE and asked for another match. Paul then brought up people who, quote, hide behind masks. Paul said that he already beat Rey Mysterio in his first ever WWE wrestling match. Paul said that the last time he wrestled Mysterio, LA Knight did, didn't have a job, and Roman Reigns still wrestled, and Dominic Mysterio was still his son. I thought all that was funny. Paul then said that he knows who he is, and he's, quote, a WWE superstar, baby. Paul said that Mysterio is something Paul needs. Paul needs the U.S. title. Paul said even though he beat up a deadbeat dad last weekend at Crown, at Crown Jewel, quote, he's going to beat up another deadbeat dad. Mysterio's music then hits, and Ray makes his way down to the ring as Michael Cole on commentary noted that Paul actually beat Mysterio in a tag team match, not a one-on-one match. That's different. Mysterio said that Paul reminds him of his son Dominic. A lot of natural ability, dripping with passion, incredible career ahead of him, and a, well, big mouth. Mysterio said that he thinks Paul needs to be humbled. Mysterio said that he was reluctant with Dominic, but with Paul, he's not going to hesitate. He's going to, quote, whoop his ass. Mysterio asked Paul if he wants the U.S. title, and Paul said, see. Mysterio said he would give him the opportunity at Crown Jewel. Paul extended his hand for a handshake, and it looked like Ray would comply, despite Controversial wisdom, the two simply just took hands and Paul left. If Paul's supposed to be the heel, why didn't he shake his hand and then attack Ray? Get the better of him. I don't know. I just felt like 
if Logan Paul is supposed to be the heel, and maybe it's, he's not. Maybe it's baby and baby. I don't know. But if Logan's supposed to be the heel, he should have done some heelish thing to Ray here. He should have, like, stood over Ray, clotheslined him down, stomped him, punched him or something, and left him laying. But whatever. We then had um, A-Town Down Under, Grayson Waller and Austin Theory, taking on the team of Dragon Lee and Cameron Grimes. It was a six-minute match, two minutes under commercial, and not much happened. It was just a Austin Theory-Grayson Waller match that two other guys were in. Both of those guys usually have nothing happen in matches. Uh, Magmalore says, wasn't Regal not allowed on TV because of his deal with TK? Correct. So, what we know, and we don't know all the details, but what we know is that Tony Khan let William Regal out of his AEW contract early with a huge condition of, okay, you can leave and go back to work for WWE, but you are not allowed on television till the original expiration date of your AEW contract which many do think could be this upcoming February, but we don't really know. Some thought it was last February, but it's not. They thought he signed a one-year deal. He may have signed a two-year deal. Maybe it's even a three-year deal. We don't know exactly the full terms. But what we what is being rumored and reported over the last year is that Regal was let out of his contract with a condition of you can't be on their television until your original contract expiration date, until your original contract expires but I'll let you leave and go work for your buddy, Paul. Your buddy, Triple H. So, Theory and Lee started off the match, but Waller tagged in pretty quickly. Waller was subject to a series of double-team moves from Grimes and Lee after Grimes tagged in. That included a Russian leg sweep combo. That looked like it kind of hurt. The action spilled to the outside, and the show went to a commercial break. When we returned, Waller was working over Lee inside the ring. Theory then tagged in, but Lee landed a DDT on the heels, and he got the hot tag on Grimes. Grimes then hit a crossbody on Waller and fought off both Theory and Waller. Grimes then got a German suplex on Theory for a two. Waller went for or went to the outside and hit Lee with a splash. Inside the ring, Grimes covered Theory for a two count. Grimes then lifted Theory up, but Theory raked the eyes and broke it all up. Waller then ran in, and... Uh, Waller then ran into the ring as Grimes rolled up Theory and Waller hit his finisher on Grimes. Theory then pinned Grimes and picked up the victory. So there you go. They're doing this team ass backwards. They're So they've only teamed together like, what, three times now? Let me see something. Austin Theory. How many times on television have these two been a team? One, two, four. I think they got the tag title match too soon, and they should have kept building them up, building them up, building them up, and then giving them the tag title match. But that's just my opinion. And that was only their third match as a team. And I get it, it was an open challenge, but whatever. Kevin Owens was interviewed in the crowd by Kathy Kelly. Well, actually, in the stands with no crowd, taped before the show. We sat down this. 
I actually really enjoyed this. I really like this. And I don't know if it was that I enjoyed the style of the, the interview with Kathy Kelly doing the little sit down, just her and, and KO and a little intimate setting, or if it was just her and Kevin together. Their little banter and back and forth really worked really good. But I wouldn't mind more of these from Kathy Kelly where just every couple of weeks brings a wrestler out into the, into the stands. They sit down and they have a good three to five minute conversation. Kathy Kelly sat down with Kevin Owens and Kelly asked Owens what it felt like to be separated from Sami Zayn. Owens said, yeah, it didn't feel great. And Owens noted that they did a lot together. And to be separate in the way that they were separated, well, it kind of hurt. Well, that makes it sound like he didn't have a call. He didn't have a say in being moved to SmackDown. It was more of, hey, you're on SmackDown now. It wasn't in storyline A, would you like to go to SmackDown and have opportunities over there? It was, you were just told you're doing it. Now, I don't know if that's for real or not. Like, that could be blurring the lines with that, too, of in storyline, I'm hurt. But even in real life, I'm hurt because I thought there was more for me and Sammy to do together. That could be blurring that line of real and storyline. Owen said that he's happy to be on SmackDown. Don't get him wrong. Because it's a clean slate. But to say he's not bittersweet, you know, to be to say it's not bittersweet, it's bittersweet. Owens mentions that he has a lot of history with people on SmackDown like the Bloodline, but he also has a lot of guys that he's never wrestled one-on-one with, like Rey Mysterio and Sheamus. He also said there's a lot of new faces here on SmackDown I'd like to punch. Owens then asked Kathy Kelly, anybody in the back you would like to punch or want me to punch for you? And she was like, well, and I think she called herself a journalist. She's like, as a journalist, I got to be very unbiased. And he's like, what about Austin Theory and Grayson Waller? You know, punch them. She goes, well, some people say they have punchable faces. So, and Goins goes, all right, we're on the same page then. But what I really want for everybody watching SmackDown to know in any show I'm on, that that show is the Kevin Owens show. And then it ends. I really like this. Again, I don't know if it was just the Kathy Kelly doing the interview in the, in the stands and the way they did it and then set it up and uh, that aspect of it, where it was just, her and Kevin work so well together. I think that's a big part of it. Her and Kevin came off really well together. Just them sitting there talking. And that did lead to our 16-minute main event. EO Sky defending the WWE Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. I will say, really good main event match. This was a really good main event match. So, Charlotte took Sky down from the start. But Sky rolled to the outside. From the other show, immediately went to commercial break. When the show returned, Charlotte was working the hell out of Sky. Charlotte's momentum stopped, though, when Bailey grabbed her leg. As a result, Sky landed a dive between the ropes onto Charlotte, who was on the outside all of a sudden. Sky then hit a missile drop kick and got a one off of it back in the ring. Sky then worked a chin lock. Charlotte then fought back and hit Sky with a kick to the head. Charlotte leapt off, leapt at Sky, and Sky moved. Ultimately, Sky flipped Charlotte with her legs over the top rope to the outside. Sky then jumped at Charlotte, but Charlotte caught Sky and slammed Sky into the apron. From there, uh, we go to our final commercial break of the night. Back from the break, the two were fighting on the top rope, and it resulted in a tough-looking sit-out powerbomb from Sky, who got a two off of it. Sky then landed some double knees and worked crossface, but Charlotte 
got up and immediately landed a loose German suplex. And then after that, got a two and then got to her feet. Charlotte hit a bunch of chops. And then the final one took Sky down. Charlotte then landed a fallaway slam. Charlotte put Sky on her back and went to the second rope. From there, Charlotte hit another fallaway slam for good measure. Got a near fall off of it. Sky was on the apron and went for a springboard dropkick. But Charlotte caught her and worked a Boston Crab. Sky then rolled through and got a two off of it. With the two of them on their feet, Charlotte then went for a knee. But Sky moved and dropkicked Charlotte into the second turnbuckle. Sky went to the top and tried to go for her moonsault, but Charlotte got her knees up in a nasty-looking spot. Charlotte then landed a spear, but Bailey put Sky's foot on the bottom rope, ensuring Charlotte would not get the pin. Charlotte then attacked Bailey and threw her over the announce table. Back in the ring, Charlotte went for another spear, but Sky had the title in hand. Ref didn't see it, and Charlotte ran into it. As a result, Sky then pinned Charlotte. One, two, three, picked up the victory. So Io Sky does retain the WWE Women's Championship. After the match, Damage Control starts putting the boots to Charlotte. They attack her when Bianca Belair comes out and makes her illustrious return. We haven't seen Bianca since, like, SummerSlam, I think it is. Bailey, Io, Dakota, they bail. They run away. And then uh, Bianca helps Charlotte up, and the two pose in the ring as the show goes off the air. With that, that was Friday Night Smackdown. A good show, I will say that for sure. But other than like the Bianca thing, the LA Knight promo, and them like teasing the stuff between Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis, it was just a show. A good show, but not a you need to go out and watch this show show. You know what I mean? I will say Rampage had a really good opening match tonight. Rampage had Mystico versus um, Rocky Romero. That was a really good match. Really good match. Two out of three falls. All right. So ah, I forgot to do the Twitch poll again. That one always throws me off because I can't just start it at the beginning like everything else. It's got a time limit on it. And then like if I do it too early, then not everyone's going to be able to vote. So I got to get the timing back down on that. But if we check the other polls. And I just closed Twitter for some reason. Caught dying you Twitter. Back to X. Check that poll. Refresh the community poll. Oh, apparently, uh, LA Knight got a promo after SmackDown. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. As far as the Twitter X poll does go, 70% liked SmackDown, 23% thought it was just all right, and 5%, well, 6% did not like it. Looking at the YouTube community poll, 80% liked the show. 13% thought it was just all right, and 7% didn't like it. It says, we're not seeing Jade. That's true. That is true. I didn't think about that. No Jade at all. No teaser Jade. No nothing. It's all on NXT. It's all on Raw. We saw her last week on SmackDown. No Jade, though. No Jade Cargill. It says, loving SmackDown. It says, I love Raw on SmackDown. It says, I like it. And return of EST tonight. It says, cool. It says, it was an okay SmackDown. As far as the... Live poll does go. 82% liked the show. 15% thought it was just all right. And 3% didn't like it. So it looks like the prevailing overall consensus is most people liked this show. Most people thought this was a good SmackDown. But with that, guys, going to wrap everything up here. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. Remember, the night's not over. 
The night is not over. Head over to twitch.tv. No, we're done here. Twitch.tv, YouTube.com, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But now, quickly, soon, we're going live. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. We're playing more Spider-Man 2 on the PS5. I'm about seven and a half to eight hours into the game. It's getting really good. The story is at a spot where I'm like, oh my God, why did that just happen? I know why that just happened, but how is it now going to, oh my, you just, you, you, oh, I don't want to say anything to spoil anything if you haven't seen it. But I'll just say one person may have just given their life to another person. And that's called the bond of best friends. So this game is amazing. This game is everything I wanted it to be. And I'm not even halfway through it. I'm maybe a quarter. So we're going to go over there. We're going to play more of that. And we're going to have some fun. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. But with that, guys, have a great rest of your night. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.